1: We welcome you back to the Fitz and Heather podcast. We are excited to be here again. We're doing our very best to bring you relevant content to help you build your business based upon our personal experiences. Right. This industry, the life insurance industry, has radically changed our lives personally, and so we love coming to you talking about the different experiences that we've had. Last time we were with you, we talked to you about time management, and we talked about the importance of money management. Mm. So today our topic (coughs) is money management. It is this illusion to think that any of us can perfectly manage time or money. Mm. It's sort of this elusive perfection we're all constantly chasing after. But today, we're simply just gonna share with you some tricks of the trade, um, some principles that we've lived our life by that have helped us get by in the topic of money management.
0: You know, as we launched our business in 1999, um, it wasn't until 2003 that I kinda locked into a budget. Um, I have found in in dealing with small business owners, one of the biggest reasons that, that small businesses fail in the first couple of years is really not, I mean, the first year they fail because they don't know what they're doing and they're trying to figure the processes out. Well, the second year they fail because they made money in the first year and they weren't smart with it and they have no more capital mm-hmm. to reinvest back into their business. And that's why they fail. And so, uh, I was, I'm, I'm actually looking back on it blown away. I mean, three and a half years, we built our business without a budget. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it probably how we got into to a little bit of debt, yeah,
0: maybe so. <laughs> but in a lot of ways we sort of got lucky and, but But then um, I really sort of zeroed in on a very basic um, budget that I started following. And look, I can get more advanced. We we are more advanced with our budgeting now. We have a lot more line items on our budget now than we did way back then. But what I want to share with you, real quick, is just what we did in early 2003 to really start getting our hands wrapped around uh, the capital that was coming in, the capital that was going out. Uh, understanding what profit was, understanding what loss was, and and really just really keeping things basic. So uh, to, if, you, if you got a pen and paper, go ahead and pull it out and write this down. Started off with gross income. I'm gonna give you a, a real quick, easy math formula that uh, a first grader could do, frankly. Uh, but You take your gross income. Now, maybe you're not familiar with these fancy accounting terms of gross income. I wasn't, and so uh, if you're not, gross income is what you're paid mm-hmm. before anything is is expensed out of it. Before you pay any bills, it's what money came in. So you take your gross income. Let's use $1,000 as an example of that gross income. Now, what I did uh, at that point was I paid my lead bill uh, right off the bat. And listen, I I spent a lot of time thinking uh, and talking to a lot of people about this, praying about this. For those who pray, I prayed a lot about it. And I just felt I just felt convinced that what I needed to do first after getting paid was pay my lead bill. I felt like the lead bill uh, was an essential bill in getting the business up and off the ground. If you've been in the business 20 years, lead bill may not be as essential. Uh, But when you're first getting started off, the lead bill is absolutely essential. You have to have it. So let's just say uh, my gross income was $1,000 and then I paid my lead bill which was three hundred dollars and if we want to get more advanced on budgeting i can tell you how that three hundred dollars actually should be fairly accurate when you're making a thousand a week but we'll just go simple and say a thousand dollar gross income i pay my three hundred dollar lead bill now what do i have left well a thousand minus three hundred seven hundred dollars so now what am i doing with that seven hundred dollars the first thing i did and this started in two thousand three so three and a half years into the business I, the first thing I did was I tithed 10% of that $700. Um, and some people, at this point, I've lost people sometimes in the conversation. They go, wait, tithe? That's, isn't that a church thing? Well, I actually didn't start with the Christians. It started with the Jews. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty old concept that way back in the Old Testament. But even those who, who don't believe in Judeo-Christian principles, maybe they uh, practice a whole other religion, everybody agrees that uh, when you plant a seed, something grows, right? And uh, everyone seems to agree that if, if you have a water hose with water coming through it and you put a crimp in that water hose, the water stops. Tithing is just a systematic way Taking, taking religious principles out of it. Tithing is a systematic way of keeping the flow going. If you don't have the money going out and, and doing something with it, if you don't belong mm-hmm. to a church and don't want to give away 10% to a church, okay, well, American Heart Association needs that money. Juvenile diabetics need that money. Give to a cause that you feel good about, but just get in that habit of giving that 10%. Because really and truly, it seems to end up being a principle where if you grab onto it and can't let go of it, it ends up getting harder and harder to get more of it. Yeah. Um, it becomes really sticky in your hands and, and the, the universe at large doesn't reward you with more. So uh, I won't get into a whole.
1: Can, well, I wanna yeah. make a comment yeah. on why you teach about tithing. Mm. It's just simply because for in our personal, um, again, we talk so much about our personal experiences. Um, we were not faithful in giving or allowing that flow. Right. And in early 2003, when we decided and made a commitment that we were going to give, that was when our business began to grow. So this is, again, take it for you, what you, how you feel about this topic, but we're teaching it simply because it had a major impact on our lives.
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent. And if you want to have a sideline conversation about tithing, we certainly can. Um, I'm, 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 fanatical about it at this point in my life. So uh, after that, so now we got 700 bucks, right? We paid off the 70 bucks to tithe. We paid that. I also took $70 and put it in the bank in a savings account. Uh, the way we had it set up back in those days, we had a, a three different accounts uh, that were all personal accounts. We didn't have business accounts at that point, but we had uh, one personal account, one business account, and then one savings account. And um, I had a mentor back in those days that, that when he found out I was putting money into a savings account he's like why are you doing that I said because because I, I have so much credit card debt like I can't use my credit cards He, because he was he was said look you could take that money and pay off credit cards and if you need the money again you can use a credit card again and I said that is a valid point maybe for most people for me it is not, because my credit cards are maxed, and <laughs> the ones that aren't maxed are are canceled, and the, the, the- They won't
1: lend us again.
0: The companies have said we're not, we, we don't want you to use those cards. Feel free to leave home without it, is what they said to me, <laughs> right? And so I didn't have, Uh, the credit cards as any kind of cushion, but in building this business, you do need a cushion. I remember an early mentor of mine always said the number of 3%. Every commission check you have coming in, take 3%, put it into an account, eventually you're gonna use it. Maybe a a policy charges back and you gotta pay that back, or as you're building a team, maybe a downline agent has something like that and you gotta pay that back. It is, eventually you're gonna have loss in business. Every business has some sort of theft, however you wanna label that. Uh, Walmart, for example, if you uh, took the theft from Walmart every year and built a company just with that it'd be a fortune 500 company so and they, and they don't go out of business for that you have to plan for it you need that cushion i didn't have credit cards available at by 2003 so i took uh 10 and just put it into the bank account hmm. and so now doing the math had a thousand dollars paid my lead bill 300 bucks i'm left with 700 then i gave 70 to my church and then I gave 70 to my bank account, and what I'm left with is $560, and that's what I built my business with. Now, <clears throat> we can certainly get more advanced because people say, well, what about taxes? Did you, did, did you pay taxes out of that money? And no, no, I didn't pay taxes. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other teaching. We paid taxes. We did, but, but I, listen, I, it's hard, really hard to budget your money if you don't have any. And so first step is let's make some. Second step, let's earn it. Now, some people, I've seen people get really caught up in this, this tax and that tax and how am I gonna do this? Listen, if you're not making money, the IRS doesn't care. right they they're not asking you for money that you didn't make 20
1: of zero is still zero right
0: step one I mean you're, you're 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 in chapter three uh of budgeting I'm in chapter one of let's make some money let's be basic with it let's get that business up and off the ground $560 a week is what I had in this example to start building my business with and I did
1: yes well when you live um in a commission world it's it's the best kind of world mm. because you can make the most kind of money but there is also um not always a safety net there which is why i think saving the point he's making and we've always felt like it's important to have a little cushion in the bank because there isn't uh, you're more aware mm. that anything can happen mm. when you live in a commission world commission only world
0: anything can and will happen
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have experienced probably all of it at some point yep. in our um, life as business owners. Um, but the other powerful uh, thing to do is project. If you can project your income, mm. it can help you avoid the the um, ups and downs of that you might feel financially. But projection can be difficult thing to do. Mm. Um, So the best thing, again, we're just keeping this really simple so that if you're in our business and really any business that you're in, um, the best possible way that we can encourage you to project your income is like we tell the agents, we're like, when you are turning in business this week, whatever you turn in, um, it's normal that they're they're doing the math of their their commission what they made again gross income for that week Mm. so they're going to look at their the annualized premium times their commission level times 75 percent issue pay rate because not everything's going to issue pay um times a 75 percent advance that's what they'll get paid immediately and they're going to look at that gross pay for that what's that figure for this week Mm. but they're going to projected against this week's (coughs) actual expenses. And that will either be in the red or be in the black. Mm. And again, for those of you that are a little new to those terms, red is bad, (laughs) black is good. Right. So black means you made money, red means you lost money. Well, so if your projection is showing that you're losing money, then you know I better be hustling in my side hustle a little more Mm. um, over the next week or two so that I'm not in the red in a few weeks. Right. Um, this is one of the, uh, Fitz and I have a teaching on anticipatory critical thinking Mm. to help you see around corners. When you are projecting financially, it's helping you see around corners financially to help you avoid um, some pitfalls um, that you could possibly fall into that could become destructive in a, in a small business. Mm. So, um, Projecting your income and paying attention to what is around the corner, what type of money will I be making in the weeks to come and how does that um, balance against my expenses is an important tool to use and one that we used often in the early days so that we knew which direction um, we were heading as a small business.
0: Absolutely, I was gonna say right behind that, one of the things that you know, once you are projecting out and you know what's coming, Uh, At that point, what you also want to look into doing is, um, listen, delayed gratification isn't necessarily uh, a popular word or popular term, maybe around our household with our kids. Uh, Even even with us, we haven't always liked it, but when you know what's coming, it's like, hey, in in a couple of weeks, we're gonna be in the black, or in a couple of weeks, we're gonna be in the red. Should we buy that TV right now? No, (laughs) especially in the early days of getting the business up and off the ground. For delayed gratification, and that's a huge part of money management, just because you have the money doesn't mean that you need to spend it. And certainly if you don't have the money, it certainly means you don't need to spend it. So we would just kind of more look at delayed gratification, like let's hit this particular goal. And when we do, we should have X amount of money from that and, and then purchasing that thing is not gonna put us backwards mm-hmm. in doing that. We're doing it when we have more than enough rather than when we just have just enough, mm-hmm. right? I remember uh, I, I went with a mentor to get my first Rolex. I was so excited to get this, but my goal to buy that, I don't know, nine ten $10,000 watch was so big that when I bought that, it wasn't actually a huge purchase, mm-hmm. but it was something I had wanted my whole life. I just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off until I hit that goal.
1: That's right. Yeah, I think if if you hear anything, I want you to hear what I'm about to say. Mm. Because sometimes I think, kind of like I said at the very beginning, it's an illusion to think we can ever perfectly manage money. And a lot of times, particularly in small business ownership, you're trying to fill in the gross, you're trying to fill in the expenses and paying your leads, and you're trying to fill in saving, and and there just isn't enough. Mm. And if I can encourage you in any way, it's just start practicing these principles that we're talking about. Start practicing delayed gratification. Start practicing investing into your business. Just like Fitz said, that leftover money, I use that to build my business before I paid off a whole bunch of credit card debts or Mm -hmm. before I bought a a television. For us, we really chose, we took this maybe to the extreme just a little bit, but it really paid off for us because we went really intense for a short period of time and so that we could live Um, with more excess in the years that followed. And when I say that, when we were building our business and our business really started profiting quite a bit to the point that we were able to throw $10,000 a month at a credit card and get out of debt really quickly. Mm. At the time, we were still renting a townhome, walking to the office that was a block away, living on one car. We did everything we could to stay as conservative as possible financially in order to protect the financial integrity of our small business and to be sure that we could sustain the years that were ahead. Um, So we want to encourage you because we know exactly what it's like to not be able to fill in all the blanks and not have enough money (laughs) to be able to give, not have enough money to be able to save. But if you will take the time to put together a budget, we encourage you today. We hope we're encouraging you. Take action. Have a budget and then practice projecting, practice delayed gratification, practice investing in your business until there is more than enough in your budget. It will work if you will just stick with it.
0: Yep. I'll tell you a couple of things uh, that you're, if you're listening to this podcast, it's in the description. Uh, if you're watching this uh, on some social media platform, it's in the description as well. Uh, a couple of links to notice. Um, I would love to chat with you about budgeting. If you have questions about it, I. I'd, I'm not an accountant, but I am a business owner, and I can tell you what's worked for me, and I can tell you, hypothetically, if it's going to work for you based on what you want to do. So you want know, to talk about budget, go to uh, the slash staff calendars. Uh, you can see a link there for, to, to book a time with me, uh, thefitsgroup.org slash staff calendars. I also want to just reiterate, we do uh, quarterly events um, every quarter. That's how we do quarterly events uh, we have one coming up now as we're filming this it's coming up in July but there's you know if you're seeing this five years from now there's I guarantee you there's a quarterly event coming up go to the fitsgroup.org/ event registration right. uh, and you'll see what's coming up next uh, that you could uh, potentially get on board with and get around the team get around us and <clears throat> and ask the questions that are just burning in your heart. Um, The last thing I'll toss out is, and uh, there's a link for it, I do a teaching about budgeting. I call it Budgeting Part 1 and Part 2. It's very specific to our industry but can be applied to really any industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I recommend clicking that link and watching. it. It's like a 30-minute video. Uh, You'll learn some from it and maybe even spark some more conversation that you want to have. So, hey, now that you you know,
1: you know.